Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Monday, December 11th, and we are all dragging this morning after a brutal Kansas City Chiefs 20-17 loss to the Buffalo Bills in week 14 of the NFL season. Let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, um, you know, I'm not going to side with the frustrations of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reed today, uh, just based off of a, a penalty call that robbed us of what would have been probably the play of the NFL season that could have easily won the chiefs a game in week 14. At the end of the day, chiefs just pile up the mistakes, continue to just week after week, shoot themselves in the foot. And this time it cost them a game uh, against the Buffalo Bills that they easily could have won in week 14. Yeah, it's a a frustrating result, no doubt. And uh, I think when you have these type of scenarios against good teams that, you know, you have to get off to a fast start. This was my point in the initial article after the game. And it's why is that? It's well, so you can keep control of having the game in your hands. You don't have to worry about outside factors. And I think you saw some of the frustrations of, of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes simming from the offsides call against Kadarius Tony, And I, I tweeted this after the game, and I want to reiterate it here. I think it was less about really the call being wrong because everyone could see that Kadarius Tony was a step offsides. It's that, you know, typically in the NFL, when you're lining up, you turn to the ref and he can kind of direct you as to are you offside, are you not? So those calls don't really happen. I mean, uh, offsides for an offensive player – hardly even happens at the lowest levels of football. You know, you're talking about peewee. And so the frustration was this norm that's been set where receivers can kind of be told, hey, you're offside before you get called for it. And Mahomes was saying essentially that the game of football was robbed for not having that play on the books, which I can understand that. I mean, that that was a would-be legendary moment that technically speaking is a no play in the books due to a penalty. And I, I think that's a shame, but uh, I guess I, I partially agree with you. It's like the Chiefs had another slow start, third week in a row, and because of that, the game, in a, in a sense, was out of their hands. And so you have to control what you can control, and unless you have a, a, a strong start against some of these better teams, you're, you're taking that risk of, of putting it in the referee's hands, and you know one thing led to another, and the Chiefs end up with another L. And that's why, like, as frustrated as I am that that play didn't count and that that doesn't go down in history as, like, just an unbelievably cool play that, like, Hall of Famer Travis Kelsey laterals across the field to Kadarius Tony to put the Chiefs in a position to win a critical AFC matchup. Like, there was plenty of instances in this game where the Chiefs once again just 
shot themselves in the foot, made mistakes, cost themselves in key situations. Like there was the, the Buffalo bills offense was kind of rolling in the first half. And then the chiefs defense finally settled down, was able to get some stops. And then in the second half, like the chiefs defense gets a huge stop in the fourth quarter. Chiefs get the ball back, go three and out in, and are, are barely even on the field. And then the defense has to immediately come back out. They look totally gassed because that second half, they were giving it everything they had on that side of the ball. And they, they managed somehow to slow the bills enough to make them settle for a field goal. But the field goal is ultimately the difference in the game. And I have to think like the chiefs, if they could have avoided a three and out there and they could have put something together, like maybe the end of that game is different. Maybe you don't need a, a lateral from Travis Kelsey to Kadarius Tony to, you know, get a game winning score that winds up getting nullified because of a penalty. Like, it's just every single week, and I understand their frustration, and we saw it boiling over on the sidelines. We saw Chris Jones upset. We saw Patrick Mahomes upset. Mahomes was is, is critical at the podium as I think we've ever seen him after the game, and same with head coach Andy Reid. Like, the, the frustration's obviously being felt by this Kansas City Chiefs team, but it's week 14, Pete. Like, we're, we're, we are deep into this thing, and it's the same things that were costing them games in week one in week 14 at this point. And this is just who they are now. Like, I don't, I don't think there's any fixing this. This is who they are this season. Well, you hear the, the self-inflicted wound thing uh, each and every week. And that's after wins and, and losses, because even in wins, you know, there are mistakes being made, especially on the offensive side of the football. They've been preaching, you know, if we clean it up, we're going to be X. But I think you make a grand point. Week 14 is over. I mean, it's not it's not week 14. And technically, and it, as of tomorrow, will be week 15. And it's like, well, at what point are we going to get to where you say, all right, we are actually going to clean up this stuff, which is the drops, the turnovers, the penalties that you take through throughout a game. And, and if the Chiefs don't clean that stuff up, they're not going to be uh, a team that's going to be able to beat uh, uh, other teams in the playoffs, and like now you're at a point for one reason or another where um, you're probably out of the bye running. So it's going to take uh, four wins in the playoffs when maybe in previous years it, it, it's taken three. I mean, how confident are we are right now with just the mistakes, the common mistakes that this team makes on a week in and week out basis that this team can go and beat four other playoff teams in a row? I mean, I, I think even the most optimistic Chiefs fan would, would tell you that uh, the confidence is not all that high. And look, uh, still a lot of time left. There's, you know, there's four weeks to go, months to go before the postseason. I think some of those things can be be righted, uh, but this is, this is a team that that is still going through uh, adversity, and you just wonder if, with everything considered, like if it's going to be enough this year. Uh, and I have questions about that. I mean, it is anyone's game when you get to the postseason, but I just think in previous seasons, uh, it felt like the Chiefs were the absolute team to beat. Whereas I, I think what we're looking at right now is it's going to be anyone's game, including the Chiefs, right? Like that's the positive yeah. thing. Like and that includes the Chiefs, but it's not like they're going to be the team necessarily to beat uh, in this particular playoff scenario. And we're still uh, awaiting the results of the Miami Dolphins who have a Monday night football matchup this evening. But yeah, the, the LA Rams almost gave the Chiefs a gift on Sunday, they they take the Baltimore Ravens to overtime and the Ravens wind up holding out and they have an incredible game winning punt return touchdown to survive and stay atop the AFC. But 
it does feel like the buy is probably off the table now, unless you get uh, a huge break and the chiefs obviously have to run the table to, for that to even be a chance. And, and we've talked about the schedule and, and the way that it's setting up, it is setting up very nicely for the Kansas city chiefs to win the rest of the way. But if they could have gotten this one, I think we, we would be having very different conversations today. And it just goes back to the fact that, it's the same thing every week with this team. And I don't know if it's going to be enough this season, even though there's no dominant teams in the AFC right now. And what's most frustrating about the loss on Sunday is that the defense proved yet again, even after a couple of weeks where they looked down and they had their worst performance of the season against the green Bay Packers started this one slow, but in the second half, the defense was brilliant. Like the defense gave them a chance to win this game. The Chiefs secondary on Sunday against the Bills, against this talented offense and that talented wide receiver core was brilliant. They could have, they could not have done more to put you in a situation to win this game, but is, is often the case in the NFL elite defenses, unless they're like all time level defenses, usually they're doing just enough to put you in positions to win the game. They're not necessarily going to win games for you, and that was the circumstance on Sunday. Well, they allowed 20 points, uh, and that should be enough for you to feel like you should be able to win the game. Uh, you know, that's that's the bottom line. A, a slow start's tough. I, like I said, I, I think that was the key for me, that the Chiefs were starting slow on both sides of the ball. They blink, and they're in a 14 nothing hole. And it instead of it being a game where you went back and forth, it was overcoming that deficit. They, they showed grit, right? They were able to tie the game at 17. But in the end, I mean, once you're – putting the game up for grabs in that fashion, the game's up for grabs and you sort of need help from an official. You know, you need key plays where maybe you have to make something miraculous happen. Like Travis Kelsey throwing a lateral across the field and almost like a game end situation. And that leading to, you know, what would have been a potential score. So I, I think a frustrating beginning to the game, as I said, I, I think that was the third time in a row, but I also think it was wasted performances by some of these cornerbacks who are elite now, right? Like you had Legarius Seed against Stefan Diggs for most of the night. You had uh, Trent McDuffie against Gabe Davis for most of the night. These are talented receivers that were held in check. And the Chiefs were saying, okay, beat us with uh, James Cook, right? And beat us with Josh Allen and his legs. Beat us with Shakir, who the, the other wide receiver for the Bills. Uh, some of these these other uh, players that maybe aren't the go-to guys on a week-by-week basis. And you know, to the Bills' credit, they were able to do some damage in, in that sense, put points on the board. Uh, and in the end, it was enough because the offense, uh, it, it, like the defense, it took a few um, parts of this game to, to kind of get into gear, and then mistakes were made. Um, and I, I think what is frustrating to fans, and I get it, is is you can see, like even on offense, I think now, they have talented enough players to be good enough to win, but they just don't play uh, up to that level and you end up losing football games. Same thing with the defense. We have seen them earlier on in the year play four quarters of elite NFL football on the defensive side. Uh, and that's why the slow start uh, is frustrating because I think we've already kind of seen what this defense can, can be. In previous years, it, it took the defense maybe four or five weeks, five, six, seven weeks sometimes to to kick into gear. And I think what is a little worrisome for me is I, I feel like this year we saw it be very, very good at the beginning. And now it's in now when you get closer to, to, to paycheck time, when you get closer to playoff time. Uh, we're seeing that there are some holes from time to time. And you just wonder, you know, with everything that we're saying, you, know, you consider everything. And, and this is just something we'll have to see how it plays out. But is this team good enough to win a championship? And I, I think 
The short answer right now is no. Uh, but again, the, the positive here is maybe the, that answer is different four or five weeks from now. Um, we just we keep saying the same things. It's just like, when is when is this stuff going to change? And the chief secondary uh, again on Sunday, just I, I want to make sure we're not overlooking that because those guys just played their tails off. Legereus Sneed, what was incredible against Stefan Diggs, according to Next Gen Stats, in his coverage on Diggs, he was on him for 23 of his 35 routes. Legereus Sneed gave up one reception for three yards on Sunday uh, on five targets. Gabriel Davis had zero catches. So the Chiefs' elite cornerbacks absolutely did their job on Sunday, and the defense overall did enough to put them in a position to win, but they just can't get out of their own way this season and just couldn't quite get it done against Buffalo. And now moving forward, like and we've talked about this schedule and the way this thing opens up, and obviously it plays in the Chiefs' favor. They've got uh, a noon matchup, fingers to the air, uh, <laughs> For, for that matchup against the uh, New England Patriots that they should obviously win next Sunday. Then they've got the Raiders, the Bengals, Chargers. And it's worth mentioning Justin Herbert left today's game with a finger injury, was not able to return. That could be something that could affect him moving forward. So Justin Herbert might not even be available in, in that final regular season contest against the Chargers. But the Chiefs have to win out the rest of the way to put themselves in a position to try to even compete for the bye and be in the mix there at the end of the season. But what's also frustrating about this game is the Denver Broncos pick up another win against those Chargers. Now, all of a sudden, this Broncos team is only a game back of the Chiefs in the AFC West. And I don't think the Chiefs are in trouble of like losing the division or anything like this. Like, I'm not to that point with this team. This is still a very good football team that continues to just do a lot of frustrating things. But all of a sudden, this thing that where the Chiefs had this huge lead on the entire AFC has just totally evaporated over the last month. And all of a sudden, the Chiefs have lost four out of their last six games. Yeah, I, I think, you know, to, to a point, you know, you look at the season as, as a whole here, uh, it's been frustrating, but some of the, the positives in that were most of the Chiefs' losses had come against NFC teams, you know, Sands, that, that game against uh, Denver, and now you lose to another AFC team, and you know, it's, it's kind of an identity thing, like, can they rebound? This is a, a game coming up here against New England that they should have. I know that New England looked good in their last game, but this is still a game where Kansas City is clearly the better team. I just think, you know, it's one bad loss away from really having to look yourself in the mirror. So this is a grand opportunity to rebound uh, and to to kind of put your best foot forward and to say, okay, all these little signs, maybe that the offense has shown some progress, uh, maybe that uh, the defense, um, though these past few weeks have had a slow start, maybe we can put out um, – a fast start against a team that's inferior to us next week. And you start to take small steps toward getting back to what you were. Uh, and then you hope that maybe things click for you at the right time entering the playoffs. But I, I, I'm not trying to scare anyone here. I'm not trying to be negative. Uh, I, I fully believe that regardless of, of kind of what happens in the Chiefs winning out, I, I believe they'll be playing on wild card weekend this year um, just because they're going to be up against it. I mean, I, there was already a chance they would have been playing on wild card weekend had they went out, including the Bills game. So, that's okay, right? Like the Chiefs have played on wildcard weekend before, not so long ago. It was 2021 where the Tennessee Titans were able to, because of their schedule, to sneak into that number one seed, played a, a Steelers team. They were clearly better better than 2-7 matchup. Uh, and then the way things kind of shuck out, the, the Titans ended up losing, and the AFC title game was still played against the Bengals uh, at Arrowhead. So 
everything can kind of come back to you. There, there's still that optimism. Um, and they play the playoffs for a reason, right? Uh, it's not like they're, they're, you're just assuming that one team is going to beat another. Uh, but this team has some, some soul searching to do. Uh, and again, fortunately for them, they still have four games left to do it. Uh, but at a certain point here, they have to actually do it. And I, I think that's the, the grand lesson you take away from Sunday night. Uh, we'll hear from Andy Reid later today uh, just to, to kind of hear where his head is at. Usually it's a little calmer the next day. And I think the Chiefs will push forward and, and try to try to right this ship before the playoffs begin. Yeah, it's a tough one to swallow. Uh, the AFC playoff picture is kind of chaos right now with three teams, the Kansas City Chiefs, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Cleveland Browns all sitting at eight and five. And then an absolutely absurd six teams sitting at seven and six still in the mix for those wild card spots in the Pittsburgh Steelers, Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans, Denver Broncos, Cincinnati Bengals, and now the Buffalo Bills. So uh, a lot well, going on in the playoffs. Yeah, just very briefly. I mean, that's something to remember, too. Like I said, the last time the Chiefs were the number two seed, um, it was that, that weaker Steelers team that they were clearly better than. No, let's say the Chiefs are you know somewhere in that two to four range. Whoever they get is going to be a, a spicy team. I mean, I think I'm excited to just, you know, even taking away from any Kansas City bias to watch these playoffs in general. Because I, I just think one through seven, especially in the AFC, um, and maybe you can make a little bit of a case for the NFC, but especially the AFC, one through seven are going to be, uh, interesting teams that I think can be world beaters and, and who knows how these games are going to go. Uh, and so I just think trying to get a high seat as possible and trying to maintain as best home field advantage as you can uh, will be a key ingredient in trying to get back to Las Vegas as defending AFC champions. Yeah, uh, we still got a lot of football left to play. We got to turn the page on this tough loss to the Buffalo Bills. Got the New England Patriots coming up next, and the Chiefs should be able to handle business in, in that game. Uh, I know the Patriots are coming off a win, but we're not down that bad on, on the Chiefs just yet, where we think they need to be worried about the New England Patriots. Uh, Pete mentioned Andy Reid should be coming up later this afternoon, so be on the lookout for that. We'll also have a fresh edition of the Arrowhead Pride Editor Show discussing their marinated takeaways from the Chiefs' loss to the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I'm Stephen Sertz, where you can find me. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. We will talk to you guys later this afternoon. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premiere. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.